This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic competition. This is ABC's Wide World of Sports. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom I got to talk over those sponsors because that was like the early 60s, so we can't have, you got to bring that down, Max, a little bit because we don't want to give any free sponsors out there. But what I had is- Max play that for us on this. What kind of commercial they got on there? I don't know. Probably, probably some yeah. Gillette, you know, shaving. Gillette and some, some cigarettes or something. <laughs> <laughs> on this uh, Sunday morning, May 28th, in the midst of a holiday weekend, good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks in Milton. In Milton? Milton. Yeah, it's over Highway 400. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. How, they Eagles? How, how the Eagles doing? Oh, they're always ready. I mean, they, they, are, they are great up there. When you, get, when you give these little comments out about that team and their program, are you always first starting with their football? Or are you uh, just, basketball? Just, or just, just in general. Oh, in okay. general, Milton they're is a powerhouse. Well. They, they, are, they do very well in a number of, a number of athletes. How about their women's uh, sports? What's, they do well there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations, folks in Milton. Some, some winners up there. I had him play that because it was 61 years ago today yes. that America heard that for the first time. Wow. Wide World of Sports, World of Sports premiered Sports. on May 28th, 62, and uh, with Chris Schenkel. Wow. <laughs> Before he went over to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, tour. Pro Bowl until, yeah. But you know what he did for the longest time? Chris Schenkel did the voice of the film at the Masters. Each year they would what? do a film of the Masters. Oh, yeah. I got you. Kind of like year they would do a film, just a compilation okay. of each round. And I don't know who would get it. Sponsors or members would get it. I don't know who. who but we, 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 we would see it. Mm-hmm. But they was. But he was his vo- He would voice over each round for many years, and people would know you didn't see him. Mm-hmm. But it was the voice of Chris Chris Schenkel for many years. Chris Schenkel. Just I just think of him in bowling. It was bowling. Yeah, it was all about bowling, man. But anyway, Wild World of Sports premiered on this day. A couple of other things that happened. Uh, Bonds got a seven fifteenth. Okay. He got a, he had a seven. Day? Yeah, he had a seven. We say that like that here. Yeah, in Atlanta. around here in Atlanta, right? We just say that he. Say that he, he they say that he got a seven fifteen. Yeah. So. Good for him. <laughs> Get a free lunch at Denny's or something. I don't know. <laughs> Patrick Roy retired. I'm gonna just say that to Belizean when he comes on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you mean? Hey, he spells it R O Y. Patrick Roy retired on this day, 2003, and Mr. Crenshaw, 
On this day. On this day. Two Oakland A's players, and I say this because the Braves are getting ready to jump on a plane after today's game and go out there to Oakland, the former Oakland Alameda County we, Coliseum. We got, we got two Oakland A's players on home. our team. Yeah, so that's going to be a little interesting for them. Um, but anyway, two Oakland A's, believe it or not, stole home both in the first inning. Whoa. Well, I'm talking about it. It had to be something special, right? Very special. They noted that. 1980, two Oakland A's players. They give me the names. And I think this is when you could guess either Campanella or Ricky. Yeah. Maybe one of them. Uh, one of them probably was Ricky. Anderson. Yeah. It but anyway, not, stole not. home in the first inning. Bert so Campan- that got to be Ricky. Because Ricky. Campanaris. Yeah, probably Ricky. Because Ricky's getting on base, being a leadoff hitter. Oh, my goodness. Right. And getting, um, that, getting that big lead off first. And, and, and doggone it, I just saw this, and it just made me think the song we were talking about baseball today was the day. And when you read this, yes, these teams happen, but then if you're any kind of a baseball historian, you realize the significance of it. Today was the day in 57, Major League Baseball told the Dodgers and the Giants, okay, cool, y'all can go west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Which they did. But then you remember that the, Giant, the Dodgers all-star Hall of Fame catcher never played one game in L.A. because he got in that car accident. Mm-hmm. During the offseason, I'm talking about Roy Campanella. Yeah, yeah. Man. That was that was a change. We, you going out west before then was like to St. Louis and Chicago. That was it. That's that's why I got a problem with them Babe Ruth numbers and all them numbers. Forget about the cosmetic makeup of Major League Baseball. <laughs> I'm talking about the dudes that never went west of St. Louis. Yeah, but there was nowhere to play out there. I know. They, they have teams. Houston was called, what, the Colt 45s. Before they became Astros. Somebody got in a whole lot of trouble for saying that people played nothing against plumbers and electricians. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Somebody else said it. Hey. And, you know, they all had second jobs back then, right? Yeah, everybody had to have one. Oh, all season you went to work. Yeah. And so Babe just – but then again, you hear Babe Ruth's measurements. He basically was a little shorter than Chipper Jones. Yeah. I mean, that was 6'2", 215. Ain't that about Chipper? Somewhere – and Chipper's actually taller. Yeah, Chipper's taller than that. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Uh, hope you are having a wonderful weekend. Again, thank you for letting us be a part of it. And uh, we're going to kind of cover a couple different teams with this one. And we, you know, we left here yesterday. Jason Longshore joined us getting uh, the guys ready, Atlanta United, for their match in Orlando. And, uh, well, they, they go down know, there we, we, you, because but here, cause here's the deal. You cha- they, they were in okay. Chicago, right? And they were 3 2. They couldn't hold the lead. They had to settle for a draw there. Right. You were hoping they were going to get a win. So you go into this match, and then you find out that the guy who has been injured, the goalie, they put in a game. Yeah, and been out with an M- MCL um, that happened early in the season. Brad Guzan was back, and that was a, that was the the big thing that was the big surprise. Seven weeks missing with sprained MCL, and he had been working out. He just didn't know exactly when he was going to get back, but he but he did get back. But Atlanta United was trailing, trailing one nil until late in the match, and then this happened. Can Atlanta United turn something in out of this corner in the 86th minute? Almada sending it out of the far corner. Goal to right, going to the near post. It bounces to the top of the 18 to Josetsu. Run on, shot, save, Gillespie, rebound, score! Tyler Wolf! The fans are stunned! An 87th minute equalizer for Atlanta United. And, and that's that's got a fair. Stunned. <laughs> that's a stunned. I just picture an arena of people just. 
<laughs> gawking. <laughs> a frozen Orlando, face. Uh, down in Orlando last night. So great. You know, we talked about whether or not that's a rivalry. You know, because they when that team came into existence, it's well, this is going to be Atlanta's rivalry, and there was some some nastiness with the fans. You know, down there going back and forth and whatnot. But since that time, you've had other you know franchises that are closer to us now in Nashville and now in Charlotte. But maybe a matchup like last night uh, intensifies that rivalry and kicks things back up down in Orlando. Nice to see Atlanta United get a goal late because that's what burned them last week. They gave mm-hmm. up the goal in the 89th minute last week at Chicago and couldn't come out of there with three points. They had it settled for one. Last night, they kind of you know, a little bit of a turnabout there. They do that in Orlando in the 87th minute. Tyler Wolf, great to see him. Local product, grew up in the area uh, from a great soccer family, and he's uh, he's making his moves and making some things happen uh, with the team. We what got, do you what do you? Th- oh, I'm sorry. What, the significance of Kuzan being back. What do you think? Leadership. Well, Le- see, leadership. that's what I was going to ask you because we when we talk about um, these guys on the field, one of the things that I learned from Jason Longshore is he continues the education of Greg, the soccer education of Greg. Was the communication that Guzan um, has versus other goalies mm-hmm. and how vocal he is mm-hmm. and how that does help. Some goalies are, some goalies aren't. It's one of those things where you either have it or you don't. And that was what I was taking from Jason as far as mi- is being missing, and you can't replicate that. And not just, just that. He's been, he's been a part of the team practically from day one, and so he's the guy who's been there through the championship, through all the wins and successes. Uh, he's, he's the guy who's been there a part of it. And uh, just the way his determination to be here. He missed all of last season. He's been sidelined and his determination. He's an inspiration for the rest of the team, too, as well as being a very vocal leader and moving people around and getting people aligned. And if somebody breaks something down, doesn't do something, he's going to let them know it. Yeah. You're going to hear from him. And that's, that's what you need with a team. We talk about some of our other teams in town. Who does that? Who, who gets the guys? Who, who's going to get in somebody's face? and tell them, you know, in the right ways you're going to receive it, not to put you down, but you see what we need you to do this, you know. And some of our teams have that person, some of our teams don't have that person. But Atlanta United has that person. Now, Coach Gonzalo Pineda, um, you know, had to be a little pleased with what he heard and and what he saw from yesterday. Even though they didn't get the uh, the win, they do get the point in the draw. Here's Coach. And uh, I felt like the first half, I mean, there was a good effort, but it wasn't enough. And it felt like we, we talked about that in the first half, like see, we were feeling sorry for ourselves. And, oh, yeah, we considered a goal and we're all doom and gloom. And not, you know, the, the game after the first you know, wave of pressure in the first 15 minutes, I think it was kind of even. And we started to get some chances in transition and then a couple possession games, possession uh, uh, situations, and then a couple set pieces. So we can start to have some momentum, but it's as if we didn't believe that we could have had that, that goal, the equalizer. So-, so that's Coach Gonzalo Pineda mm-hmm. talking about just, just controlling things uh, and, and giving yourself a chance, giving yourself a chance uh, to be there and get the opportunity for the goal that would tie things up and allow them to get one point. Gr- gr- great performance on the road, and uh, and that's what they come back with. They're back in action Wednesday, right? Uh, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Up against, uh, let me get my all my information here, New England. Yeah. And uh, that's we, a pre-kick at 6.30, kick at 7 o'clock, and if you can't get in front of a TV. Patriots owner still on them. Sorry? Is Patriots owner still on them? I would imagine. Graph. I, I haven't heard that he sold it. Okay. But he don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> No, he doesn't. We've we've heard that from people who follow the sport, and and that was the conversation about the success of Atlanta United, the the the, the atmosphere that happens on game day versus how some of these owners approach their game days and with their teams, and it being MLS 
maybe that's not a big feather, you know, in their cap. They got the New England Patriots. They got other investments, and they just happen to have this. I got to fill up my portfolio. Let me give them an LS, an MLS team. That was sort of the response I got from people who were telling me about the difference between this Super Bowl winning coach or owner versus Arthur Blank, what he does with his soccer team versus his football team. And he just says, like, yeah, he doesn't really care. Yeah. And if yeah. you got seven, <laughs> you know, Super Bowls, I could understand that. But, you know. Well, it's a, it ends up, being a, it's up being a big match. They're second, they're second, currently tied for second in the East. Um, Atlanta United is fourth. So for it being a midweek match, you know, it's, it's a pretty key, key uh, meeting. And it's going to be here at home, right? Here at home? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we'll probably have a presence out there. I think we will. Yeah. I think we will. And, you know, Dukes and Bell will be out at Mercedes-Benz Stadium that day. Okay. So, yeah, we got it all covered. But when it comes to anything having to do with Atlanta United, the Falcons, or the Hawks, we got you covered. Absolutely. One way or the other, you're going to see our representation there. Boots on the ground, if you will. How's That's that what we promo? do. That's what we do. We got we to get back and talk about um, French Open at some point. We'll get, we'll, we'll get that, but we got a guest coming up. We got the string of guests coming we, up. We Are hope, you we ready? Hope, we hope the rain stays away and this guy can do some work today up in Charlotte. That's, That's what we Adam hope. Alexander, FS1. He's joining us next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg with you on this Memorial Day holiday weekend. Sunday morning, not a cloud in the sky. Not a one. Beautiful, but I don't know how the skies are um, where a certain person is getting ready to join us I on our show. I think they got nice umbrellas they give me at FS1. You know, it, I hope he's not having to use that No, today. that's fine, but as long as you got a good one. They give have, you good ones? We want to have some racing today. We don't want people watching the rain. Well, they ain't going to watch it. They're going to put something else on it. They'll put like an old Andy Griffith on or something. No, we hope not. <laughs> Joining <laughs> us on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Always great to, to talk racing with, with Adam Alexander. Morning. Morning, Adam. How are you, fellas? We're doing fine. The first question we asked this morning, did the FS1 provide you with a really, really, really nice umbrella with their logo on there and everything we got some good ones we really do (laughs) the best the kind the kind that you would want to steal see i told you sam i told you wow some nice jackets some nice that good huh nice columbia jackets with their logo on the back there when it's raining in clement weather wow one of those guys that i i don't really i'm not an umbrella guy but boy when you need one you you better have a good one and we've we've got the best they're really good that's fantastic. Use it and put it in his golf bag afterwards. Wow. Adam, th- right. <laughs> <laughs> <Told you. laughs> Adam, thoughts about today. This is the day, if you're a motor racing fan, period, this is the day you look forward to because we're about a half hour away from the start of uh, the, the Formula oh, One race. Yeah. And just yep. um, to Indy, and then you guys are the cherry on the Sunday. Um, thoughts about just what the day means for people who enjoy motorsports, period. It's so special, and what what a great day just to get up. And I, and I don't watch F1 every week. I watch it. I follow it a little bit. But, but this is a day that you don't want to miss, and it's because of what you said. It's just wire-to-wire racing and days that have made this weekend what it is. Um, you know, this, this day is, is what has made Memorial Day weekend for motorsports fans so magical because you have three enormous races and – Monaco for F1, and then obviously the Indy 500, and then tonight, as you said, the cherry on top is the Coke 600 
for NASCAR, and and I can remember, you know, I grew up in Indianapolis, and so I was always, you know, part of that, watching that. I was just, the, you know, you, you didn't miss the Indy 500, but what was unique about it for us when I was a kid growing up is you listened to it on the radio because it was blacked out in Indy. So if right, you didn't go yeah. to the race, you, you had to listen to it. And, and so that, that radio network was your lifeline to what was happening. And I remember going to the parade every, every Saturday of Memorial day weekend and seeing the drivers, you know, riding down um, Meridian street in the convertibles. And just the hype of that was amazing. And then, you know, to watch it all unfold on Sunday. So it's been in me for a long time and I always enjoy this. You know, when he describes that scene and being an Indy for Indy 500, I wonder, did you ever run into Jim Neighbors? You know, I never met Jim Neighbors, but <laughs> he that was always, and no no offense to anybody that sings back home again in Indiana since Jim stopped doing that and, and passed, but that signified it is time to get your business in order because we're about to put the green flag in the air, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that's amazing, folks. We're spending time on the waitforit.com outline with Adam Alexander. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Adam Number One Alexander, at Adam Number One Alexander. They're looking at some history. Uh, Tony Kanan saying this is going to be his last time at Indy. Um, he's done quite a bit in, in that particular race. Uh, any thoughts on, on him or, or what you might watch for? But this being is he's saying it's going to be his last time. It'd be cool to see him go out, and you feel like every time you watch Tony Kanaan, he's a player. And Indy is such a strategy race. I I wouldn't put it in the category of the Daytona 500, you know, because I feel like the Daytona 500 is one of those where we've had some upsets, and we you know we kind of always say in NASCAR, if you're in it, you can win it. But I, I do feel like over the years in Indy, we've had some upsets, and you kind of never know who's going to you know, win that thing because of the element of strategy and it's a little bit wide open and the draft, you know, does play a role there. And so I would say, you know, Tony can on someone, you know, never know and uh, be cool to see him go out on top. But this race is always very entertaining because of that strategy. You know, sometimes I feel like we get caught up in how is the finish and you always, you know, we watch the Super Bowl. We'd love to see it come down to a game winning drive, field goal kick as time expires, whatever. And you don't always get that in the biggest sporting events. But the one thing I would say about the Indy 500, even if you don't have some magical finish, one, one thing that always keeps me engaged is that strategy and, and the give and, and take and the comers and goers that makes uh, the race interesting and gives you something to follow. So uh, it's a little bit wide open, I would say, when it comes to Indy just because of that element. And that's something that always really keeps me going throughout the race when I watch. Adam Alexander, FS1, joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. As we talk about Coca-Cola, that race and Indy and all of that, I want to go back for a minute and, and talk about what happened last week and, and get your perspective on the significance of we had a little bit of history last week. Carl uh, Larson winning that all-star race, one of the few guys that have won it three times. And, and, and well, what does that, you know, different kind of track, but I'm just saying the significance of what happened last week, I want to take a second and, and let you just sort of talk about that for a minute. And I, I might not get my numbers right. I had them kind of organized in my head last week for all-star, but if I remember right, Jimmy Johnson has four all-star wins. He's the all-time leader. Yep. And it's Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, and now Kyle Larson who have three. There might be one other with three. That I'm no, that's it. that's it. You got them right. But, and and so, 
when you think about that, here, here's what's cool. Yeah, Kyle Larson's won three, and that's great and everything. And I just said, you know, you know who he's with on, on that list. But let's take that a step further. He's won three at three different racetracks. Prior to last week, no one ever had multiple wins at, at different tracks, right? He, mm-hmm. He's won three of them, and they've come at different venues because he won at Charlotte. I think it was in 2019 driving for Chip Ganassi. He won in 2021 at Texas driving – for Rick Hendrick and now wins again for Rick Hendrick at North Wilkesboro. So yeah, that is remarkable uh, what he's done. And I think it shows off his versatility. And we might've talked about this a little bit last week, but we, we interviewed Larson. I think it was the Monday or Tuesday prior to the all-star race. And I asked him about running at North Wilkesboro. And he said, I, I like that because it really determines who the best driver is. And that's what the all-star race should be about. And if we determine who the best driver was, boy, was it by a wide margin because he didn't just win. I mean, he gets the penalty, drops to the rear, and then he just beats him over the head with a wooden stick. I mean, it was unbelievable what he did in that race last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, just a, a dominating performance uh, by Kyle Larson in, in that race. And the return to North Wilkesboro, I watched it. It, it looked amazing. I, I, you know, I told you last week I'd been to that track like years ago the work they had done to get it in the position to uh, to host that event and to have the cup cars back uh, was, was was pretty pretty amazing. Although, you know, the race was kind of dominated by, by, by one driver. It was great to have it back. You get the feel that there will be, be more on uh, the cup will return. Maybe that track gets in a loop of tracks that host the All-Star race going forward. I would say it's in the loop for All-Star for sure. And... You know, the question becomes, do you do a points race there for Xfinity? Xfinity did not go. Obviously, Trucks was able to do that. But the foundation has been laid, and, and now that you've raced there, you've learned a lot of lessons, you see what, what it's capable of. It, it's just such a good viable option because it's so close to home, and you're going to get the endorsement of all the teams. The L.A. Clash, uh, the Clash at the L.A. Coliseum was awesome. But you're going to get some pushback on that from time to time from the competitors because you got to go all the way to Los Angeles to do it. And that's a big chore, and it adds a lot of challenges for everyone involved. And, you know, North Wilkesville is right up the road. And so uh, I, I think that one is one that, that is going to garner a lot more attention uh, and, and get a lot more fanfare from the teams because it's just an easy one logistically to go be a part of. And so, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the last of it. Is it an all-star race? Is it a points race? When do they repave it? All of that, I don't know. But I would anticipate that we're going to see more and more of North Wilkesboro as time goes on. Adam, how would you describe what NASCAR is attempting right now? I'm not saying anything blatant attempting, but you, you hear about these older tracks and tracks that haven't been used in a while they're going back to. Also, they're going to some areas where they haven't been before. How do you describe what NASCAR overall is trying to do to get – you know, increase their fan base. I just love how open-minded they are. And to me, what we're seeing right now is a combination of things. Staying in touch with your roots, which is always important. And there have been some times in recent years probably where NASCAR has been accused of not doing that and disconnecting from some of their traditional fans because of some of the things they've done. But when you go to North Wilkesboro, that's a huge feather in their cap with that older fan. When you talk about reopening the Nash- Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway, which is something that is in heavy discussion and I believe will happen in the next few years and 
probably will have a similar response to what we had at North Wilkesboro. That is going to keep you in touch with the fan that maybe could go away if, if they don't like the direction of the sport. But that is a, a way to honor tradition and, and maintain your, your traditional fan base. And then I, I would say on the other side of that, NASCAR's getting out of the box. When I talked about the clash at the L.A. Coliseum, doing the street course at Chicago, it was so funny to me when the schedule came out for 2023. And the two big dates on there that everyone was talking about was North Wilkesboro and the All-Star Race. And then six weeks later, July 4th weekend, you're running a street race in Chicago. And, and I mean, you, you couldn't be farther apart in history and tradition and new ideas and out-of-the-box thinking than those two events. And it speaks to NASCAR understanding we, we can't get too far away from who we are, but we also have to do new things to attract new fans and – to get maybe more importantly to new markets so that we can introduce this sport to people who have never seen it and don't know about it. So for me, I, I think they're connecting a lot of dots and, uh, and this, this is what leadership is all about trying new things. And Steve Phelps and Ben Kennedy and some of those that are making the decisions now for NASCAR are doing a tremendous job with that. Spending time on the waitforit.com outline this morning with Adam Alexander, uh, getting all set for racing there at Charlotte Coca-Cola 600 coming up later on today. Cheryl, uh, uh, you had a chance to, to sleep in your own bed here for the last few weeks, what you had in Darlington and then North Wilkesboro and now Charlotte. That has been kind of nice for you guys. Um, you got to work on Monday, though. You guys were washed out yesterday. What are we looking at for weather up your way today? The weather doesn't look great right now, but if you look at the hourly forecast, I'm a lot more encouraged about the potential to race the Coke 600 tonight and then get the Xfinity race in tomorrow than I was for the racing yesterday. NASCAR and Fox worked together. They tried to get that race in. They moved the start time up an hour. And honestly, we missed it by probably 90 minutes. If if the rain had held off for another 90 minutes, they would have gotten that race in yes, yesterday or at least gotten it to a point where it was official. Unfortunately, just it couldn't move it up far enough to make all that happen. So now the Xfinity race will go on Monday. I, I would say there's a chance that we could have a, a delay tonight. But I feel like based on what the forecast is saying right now, a good portion of this weather system is going to move through and, and we'll have the Coke 600 this evening. I, you know, my only concern is they do such a great job with their military presentation out at Charlotte right. and as a fan, you know, sold out. And that's one of the things the fans come for is to see that and, and honor and remember our fallen heroes. And, you know, some of that pomp and circumstance may be a, a little bit wet and I'm not sure if they can do all of it because of the weather and all the rain we've had the last couple of days. Hopefully they can. I don't feel as encouraged about the weather mid-afternoon when that would be going on, but closer to race time, I think we've got a, a real shot to get this thing done tonight. I've been thinking about what he said a minute ago, but Adam yeah. was talking about how NASCAR is thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. and, and you have these races in these unique places, and that's not going to stop. It's going to continue. So if you think this and play this forward, what popped into my mind is what one of the other sports did, thinking outside the box. There was no way in the world years ago we would have thought they would have had an outdoor hockey match at Notre Dame Stadium. My question is, is it possible, since the Coliseum does host football, but I also understand they have track, could that move into a big one of the big houses, you know, in Neyland Stadium in Texas or, or I mean, Tennessee or, or a big house in Michigan or one of the college football stadiums is what I'm getting at and thinking outside the box. Is that something that somebody might present? Because I'm thinking, Sam, do you think there's enough room in one of these, I'm thinking past that. I'm wondering, can you get the cars in there? 
That's what I'm really thinking about. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get them in. They'll get them in. Well, I, you know, do you I, think and, that could happen? Well, I don't know. And, and I don't, we'll say that because of, in this part of the country, you know, that is, that is a home of NASCAR, the Southeast, we got these palatial football stadiums. And, and I always ask the question, what else we do at these places? Because these places only get used by five times a year. When you think about it, the the, the the football stadiums, or has anybody even floated that idea? Well, he's going to now because he just got it from us. And we no, him. no, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody's <laughs> floated on. that idea. If you're going to go out to LA to race in the football stadium, we got some nice ones around here. Anybody uh, broached that idea you heard of? It has been discussed, and I don't know stadium wise which ones can host because of the logistics. It's not – the L.A. Coliseum has got a little bit bigger footprint inside the stadium because of their history with the Olympics. And so there's a little more room to work inside the stadium there than a traditional football stadium. So that's what you have to look at. And also getting the cars in because they've got the ramp that goes down to the field. Not every venue um, has got that type of logistics set logistical setup that would allow all the cars to get through and get down there and do it in a way that you know you could put your show on i think the other thing is it's not just the college football stadiums or even nfl stadiums here in the states that have been talked about there's been discussions about racing overseas oh, wimbledon and i mean uh, yeah, Wembley. And doing Wembley? It, i could see that doing it other places so that you could take nascar to other countries and so those are some of the ideas that I've heard floated. And I don't know about 2024, but I would say 25 and beyond is when you could really start to see that schedule open up. And and I mentioned Chicago. You know, there's other cities, according to NASCAR, that have reached out and talked to them about, hey, we would love to see this happen here. And so whether it's New York City, New Jersey, you know, there have been people talking about Las Vegas because F1's going there to do that. Now, there are already two NASCAR races in Las Vegas, so I'm not sure, you know, where that would fall and how that would work. But, uh, you know, the, and, and these track owners, you know, there's there's not a lot of open dates to work with for these track owners to say, I'm willing to give up this date so that we can try this experiment here. And, and NASCAR owns a good portion of those dates, so that would be something to consider too. But there there's a lot that goes into that, but I would say – all ideas are on the table. Anything is possible when you talk about the future of the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Before we let you go, give us some people to watch up there today uh, because you couldn't have qualifying. You got William Byron on the pole. Um, you still you're going to watch for, for Kyle Larson. But but maybe maybe Den, Denny Hamlin today. I would say Denny Hamlin is someone to watch. He won this race last year, and I feel like the Gibbs cars have been really good lately, and in particular on the mile and a half. Denny won our last mile and a half race at Kansas. So yes, Denny Hamlin is someone to watch. Uh, Martin Trex Jr., you said it, Kyle Larson. And, uh, you know, I would say the usual suspects. William Byron starts on the pole after qualifying was rained out. Real quick, qualifying's never been rained out for the Coke 600. First time it ever happened wow. was yesterday. And so, you know, in 60-plus years, that's pretty remarkable. So, yeah, but I would say the usual suspects. And with William Byron starting on the pole, that's a nice advantage. And I think it's three of the last seven Coke 600s the winner has led – over 300 laps. So starting up front, getting that lead and establishing yourself is a big deal. And William Byron, based on what he's done this year, is someone you would say as a candidate that could go out and get that done. Adam, as always, we just can't thank you enough for joining us and, and bringing the knowledge and just having fun with us, putting up with our silliness, well, at least mine. So I, I always <laughs> yeah. just want to thank you, man. And uh, hope you and everybody you're working with and your family have a wonderful rest of your Memorial Day weekend. And don't have to use those umbrellas that you put in your golf cart. 
That's right. Well, <laughs> I, the, the good news is it's raining, so I can get another one, and and then if I don't have to use it, even better. That's a know? smart man right there. That's what I, I can't find my old one, but I need one. That's how you get <laughs> them right. other ones, man. You know where the guy right. in the prize locker is. All right, Adam. <laughs> listen, have a good rest of your day, man. And and thanks as always. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Adam Alexander, right. FS1, man. He puts up with a lot of our stuff, but he's a friend of the show. Yeah, when you got your own walk-on music, you got to put up with us. He's a great guy. He's the best. Are you ready for another guest? Yes. A woman who, she's not an OG. She's not one of the original casting directors, but she has been around with me for a very long time, and this is her first time on the show. So we're going to welcome Sh- uh, Shauna Fitzpatrick. Excuse me. It's, yeah, Fitzpatrick. I always get Fitzgerald and Fitzpatrick messed up there. Fitzpatrick Hughes. She's got three names. She's going to join us next. Going to talk about one of the um, jobs on the casting call because we are basically in reality world right now with this with the writer strike. There's a couple on there, but it's going to get smaller and smaller. So I am focusing on what's going on behind the camera. But Sean is going to come and join us next and talk about what the bleep is that or who the bleep is that. That that's an actual show, Sam. Who the bleep is that? Yeah, she's casting for that. So. We'll let you hear about what's going on with that. Up next, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sam and Greg, it is a Sunday morning. It's May 28th. It's a holiday weekend. Happy, happy, happy Memorial Day weekend to all of you. Let's see, we mentioned Noonan and Redan and Milton earlier. I got one more I got to get. Okay. Top of the hour. Yeah. Now, there is yes. money flying through the air, Sam. Even with a strike? Even with a strike. Can that is that possible? Well, yeah, everything isn't written. You know that. You, the, your favorite hallway to walk down is when you're in that building and they're doing them court TV shows. Right. So those obviously aren't written, but reality shows are going on. But there are shows that are continuing to sort of finish up their present season or whatever movie they're filming right now. So I get a lot of raps from the casting directors, but I've also got a few that have some projects coming up and they're doing different things. They're doing reality shows. They're doing promos. They're doing commercials. So those are still in play. I'm just telling you, just go to the casting director's social media pages. I've got the list there, the ones that we regularly you know, post and, and they have jobs for us on a regular basis. Go to their pages and wait for them to start posting. If it's not one of the shows, before the strike comes back, it's going to be something a little different. So like I said, it could be a TV commercial. It could be a national car commercial, which one of them was doing, but it was only for the people who were members of SAG. It was like the industry taking care of its own. Right. So there was a commercial being shot, but only those of you that are out of work that are SAG members can submit themselves. I had one of those on there. So that's what's going on right now. I got a couple reality shows that I'm going to tell you about in a minute. But really what I would like you to do is get past those shows and go to where it says Film Industry and VoiceOver Info. And I walk you through how to find the jobs behind the camera, starting with Georgia.org. I also have the link to the Georgia Department of Labor. So for those of you who have minors in the family or if you're under 18 and you want to get into the industry, it's a good time to get that certificate. This is a really big thing that's happening right now. I've talked, you know, Bill Seller 
in Atlanta voiceover studio, Sam. People are trying to find. And this is what I've been telling you from the time I've been doing casting calls. There's going to be ebbs and flows to the industry. I didn't necessarily picture a strike, but there's going to be times where you're not going to be working. If you have a voiceover set up at your house, apartment, wherever it is, you can continue to work. You can continue to be creative. When you're at home by yourself and you're, char- you know, it's, it's still acting. It's voice acting. You are getting in the character. So that's all still in play. If you've got any questions about any of this stuff, it's greg.clarkson, odyssey.com. Um, I want to make sure. This is last week's. So I want to get to this week's. But the list is also up on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. Okay. All right. All right. Having said that. Yes. I want to welcome our guest. Ah. Haven't I, I, I talked to Shauna even when she was regularly in this. I'll say, you know, working this like she's doing now. I would still only talk to her, you know, a handful of times throughout the course of the year. During the time she had a project going, and then she'd fall off because she got other stuff going on. She got she got her hand in a number of different projects. And then she'd show back up. Hey, Greg, are you still doing? I got this going on. But this lull right now, we need people like Shauna. Okay. And Shauna is not on her own anymore. She used to, you know, and she might still have that. I'm well, I guess I could ask you, but Last time we talked to you, it was Shauna Fitzpatrick Hughes casting. But now you're with Crucial Casting. Did I get that right? And good morning, uh, Shauna. Morning. Good morning. Yes, I um, I am working with Crucial Casting now. And you're right. Um, you know, this is a great time to, you know, expand yourself into other stuff, um, you know, with the strike going on there's still some projects happening um there's still some ways to to be in a business and there's still ways to get out and get seen during the strike and this is a great time for reality tv and it's a great time for game shows too yeah shauna let me just take a second because i'm I'm that voice that they always hear so it's it's always good to hear another person's perspective and another person's description of how to do something so for those in the audience that are on the fence, they want to submit, they're not sure about it, what is it that you feel like you need to tell them about how they go about submitting themselves with the pictures and all of that? And, the, and by the way, the timing of it. People think they see it, well, you know, on a Monday, I'll wait till Thursday or Friday to submit myself if I'm going to do it at all. And they right. don't realize that's too late. So, so talk about bringing people into some of your projects. Okay, so just just as a a, uh, a general feedback to anybody, this is a great time to get on top of your game, like during the strike. So this is a great time to update your headshots and your resumes. If you want to be in this business, it's a great time to take classes. This is a great time to put your package together. Um, it's a great time to polish and refine your skills because you know, and be ready to go because that, that that's like one of the biggest pet peeves that all casting directors give feedback. And, you know, I, you know, I'm also, uh, you know, I'm also a professor and I, I teach acting classes too. And I always tell my students that, you know, make sure that when you present yourself, that you're presenting a great package to casting directors. Cause we hate terrible headshots. We hate people. when people don't do. have their things together. We really do. It's, it's, it's like, Sometimes, like especially for commercials, if people are casting commercials, we literally look at your photo and see if you fit the brand. And that's how we like when we have a lot of submissions, we're we're selecting 
rather quickly. So I would always tell people, just make sure anytime you're submitting yourself that your package is all the way together. And like you mentioned before, this is, you know, there's still things going on during the strike. Just make sure you take advantage of this time, like get into a class, take a voiceover class, make sure that you are keeping up with your skills. This is If this is the profession that you want to be in, make sure that you're always on top of your game. That's now, the number one feedback that I can give as okay. a casting director. Okay, again, uh, Shauna Fitzpatrick Hughes joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game, 929thegame.com. Sam, what she just broke down was what people who – are principles a lot of it because she does she works both sides of the fence yeah. okay and that was great and and, and I got that from my agent she's <laughs> AMT sent a, a thing out to all of us saying this is a great time to update your resumes and get your pictures and so on luckily I just got pictures done and that's because I lost all that weight but I have I've updated you know the, the various platforms that we're on but for purposes of this show Shauna and the people that we Sam and I talk to regularly it's all extras so they don't necessarily okay. have they don't nece- you know they don't need to get headshots. They don't need to get, you know, update their resume. They just got to look like the folks you guys want that look like people in Walmart, you know. But it's still about dressing as best as you can to the role. So if it, they need customers in a department store, if they need or if you're looking for people to be patrons in a restaurant, things like that, is it still – do you still glance at their picture immediately and see if they've done their best to get in the character which is one of the things I always stress. I know, realize all of you don't have scrubs, but if they're looking for nurses or doctor types, dress as best you can to the role. Yes, because it's give us a visual. It's easier for us to pick that way. So you're you're absolutely right. It's it's, it's so you know dress the role, um, and 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 put some effort towards it for sure. You know, and we do look at people's pictures, believe it or not. I, you know, I, I cast um, like a bunch of uh, background people for a, a commercial. You know, we want to make sure that the people we're picking look professional, that they're going to show up on time, that they're going to come to set and, you know, be able to meet with wardrobe with, you know, the, the basic requirements that we're asking. So you're absolutely right in what you're telling people about that and telling, you know, background because that is uh, very crucial and very key as well. We want to work with professional people who, even background, who are dependable, reliable, and professional, and um, who have their stuff together. And Shauna, this is Sam, and I've seen what some of the um, networks are planning to try to do this fall, and you mentioned it, game shows, uh, just is something that they can do even in running in prime time. I know of only one that's being done in our area, but if someone we wanted to be a part of that, you know, what do you recommend them them do? Uh, maybe not want to participate if you just want to go and be in the audience. Yes. So as Greg was mentioning earlier, um, there's different uh, casting websites that um, that offer like you know that you know tell you about the stuff that's happening in your area, and you go onto the sites and you can see what's casting. Um, there's several like. You know, you know, I'm not going to be specific, but there's several, you know, different uh, companies that send out calls and let you know what's happening in your area. And game shows are happening. And I'm actually currently casting a game show that's going to be taping here in August. And so game shows is a great way, whether you want to be in the audience or, or, or actually be a contestant on a game show, game shows are a great, 
great thing that's going to continue to happen even during the strike. It's a great way to get out there and get on a show and be seen and win cash and prizes and have fun. Um, and they're always just looking for everyday people. Yep. That's a great way for everyday people to get to to to, to get on to a show. And listen, two things, Sam, that, that, that I always hear when I first started working with these casting directors is a ask them to let them let the casting directors know that you have a reliable car. I never forget that. that was one of the first things I heard. Y'all got a reliable car? Okay, there's that, and just make sure there's good lighting when you take your pictures. And across the board, you, each casting director will maybe ask for something else specific. But if you do these, take these three pictures, you're good to go across the board. A headshot, waist up, and full body. And stand in a room behind a blank back wall. It not have to be white, you know, but just make sure you can be seen. Good lighting. That's 85% of it for most casting directors. Okay. And they can get a pretty good idea. But let's get this because we're up against it here. Again, Shauna uh, Fitzpatrick Hughes, she is joining us here. She is now with Crucial Casting. She's the principal casting director, Sam. I found that out last week. Mm. One of the other casting directors that does some stuff with Tyler Perry, his former number one is working under Shauna. Okay. That's all I got to say. So Shauna's running things over there. She's talking about a, uh, a game show that she's doing. I, I guess this is the one, but we are – we have been talking about who the bleep is that. Shauna, this is yours. Let everybody know about the show and how they can be a part of it. Yes. So we are crucial casting is casting who the bleep is that. So it's from the people who brought you TMZ and it's with a major television studio. And we're, con- we're casting contestants in the Atlanta area. And it's a fun new uh pop culture game show and it features contestants who answer pop culture related questions and it's the opportunity for you to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes and we're looking for people with big personalities who are fun who have a competitive spirit and who love all things pop culture and you must be 18 or older um, to you know, apply, and you must live in the greater Atlanta area. And if this is you, if you have a big personality and you love pop culture and you have a fun and competitive spirit, go to CrucialCasting.com and click on um, the current casting and apply there. And so CrucialCasting.com, go there and see what we're casting now and click there and apply. And come on the show and submit yourself and and come and win some cash and prizes. Because who doesn't <laughs> want to win thousands of dollars in I cash know, I know. You get a car and you get a prize and you get a prize. Let me just do this again because uh, Shauna left out a little something. I've got it on the breakdown. I've got it on the casting call. Again, you can see it at 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. You can see it on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. But uh, I took this right off your flyer, Shauna. So this is crucialcasting.com slash nowcasting. Does that sound right? Yes. Okay. Crucialcasting.com slash slash now casting. Now casting. Yes. There you go. Shauna, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You did Always, it. Always, Greg. Thank you. Ah, see, there wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. No, she's great. <laughs> she is great. But, you know, it's like, hey, you want to come on the radio this weekend? And some people I say that to and they're like, uh, no, but Shauna, you jump right on it. <laughs> jump right on it. Thank you, Shauna. And while I have you here, before we get on out of here, there is another show that I have on the casting call. And this, by the way, is the last week for those of you, you mature single people. That's the breakdown. Being a Warren Casting, new docu-series, looking for mature love. 
those of you 55 and older, maybe single parent, aunt, uncle, neighbor, whoever, maybe intimidated by the modern dating scene out there, this is what they're writing here. They want to help you out. So you have one more week to submit for this. You'll see this out of breakdown, along with a couple from my boy Patrick from Extras Cast in Atlanta. He's looking for dancers. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Needing some dancers. Uh, but basically, some of them are going to be kind of like a, a, a mascot. So you got to be comfortable wearing a big old head thing. And they're also having a need for judges and hosts. So still got a few in front of the camera acting jobs that are still there. Again, greg.clarksonodyssey.com if you got any questions about any of this stuff. Again, you can see the j- jobs up on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. And, again, crucialcasting.com slash nowcasting for the who the bleep is that? <laughs> coming up 9 o'clock hour. Actually, coming up next, we are going to talk NHL playoffs. Sean Belisian from WJR up in Detroit is going to join us. And then followed by Miles Simon, we're going to talk about these Braves and their infield. He's got some questions about it. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 